I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we still have tons of fun to have still on the show. We got some heavy stuff we got to tackle, though. This one says, Big Montana, that's a hilarious nickname, polls show right after the 2020 election that a large percentage of Biden voters would have changed their vote had they known about Hunter Biden laptop. Now that it's widely known to be factual, do you think those same people will change their vote in 2024? Well, here's the thing. There's a saying about wars. Lots of times countries, well, this isn't a saying, it's just a way of thinking that's very true. Lots of times countries, when they go to war, will struggle mightily in the very beginning of the war. Why? Because they've spent their interwar period preparing for the war they just fought instead of the next one. I've used this example before, but it's the perfect example. The battleship. What's cooler than a battleship? Battleships are sick, right? I love battleships. And heading into World War II, you wanted battleships. Nice ones. And they're expensive and they take a long time to build. But you need battleships, right? And why? Well, in World War One, you have battles like the Battle of Jutland, 
where these battleships and battle cruisers are having these huge ocean fights and it's sweet. Oh man, I would love to see a picture of it or a video of it. But they're having these huge fights and oh man, the battleships were huge. We need battleships. And then Britain sees Japan starting some mess down there and they decide to cruise on down one of their battleships. Uh, Prince of Wales, I believe, is what it was called. I may have that wrong. Either way, one of their top-end battleships. They cruise it on down, and this indestructible battleship, the British Navy, gets sent to the bottom of the ocean. Why? Because battleships in 1940, they weren't worth what they were in 1915. Because of the airplane, you fight the last war and navies realize it's not that they're useless, but battleships aren't that important. What you really want are aircraft carriers to carry the planes because that's the real killing power. That and submarines, battleships are okay, but not that important, which brings us to elections. We make a mistake. I make it, you make it, everyone makes it. We make a mistake of thinking the next election is going to be like the last election. But that's never the case. And here's what I mean. You asked about the Hunter Biden laptop thing. They didn't know last time. The polls show if they did know, Joe Biden would have lost the election. That, that we know, right? So now it would make sense going forward that'll sink Joe Biden. We all know. But populations change what people want change what people prioritize changes throughout time so what's that mean for joe biden and hunter biden i know this is crazy and i know it probably doesn't make sense and it's aggravating to you it's definitely aggravating to me but the hunter biden stuff hunter biden's a dirt ball hunter biden's a grease fire hunter biden's corrupt hunter that stuff is now because we're several years later baked in the Biden cake. It's not shocking. The shock factor of it is gone and therefore probably won't move the issue, won't move the needle nationally one way or the other for Joe Biden. You ask anyone on the street, go find 10, 20 people. You don't have to do this. You end up freaking someone out. But if you were to go find 10, 20 people, random people, and I'm not talking Republicans, anyone, Republican, Democrat, independent, Hey, you think Hunter Biden's a dirtball? Absolutely. Is he corrupt? Oh, of course. Is that going to affect your vote? No, not really. It's, it's just, it just doesn't. Times change, and people's priorities change as well. I believe, and apparently America's corporations agree with me, we are going to be going into a pretty deep recession this year, one that may last some time. I've thought for the longest time it's going to be a depression, and I still think I'm right about that, but it's going to be very rough economic times. There's a chance we're going into the 2024 election and people's priorities, even as they sit right now, are completely changed by then because the economic situation has gotten so bad. We don't, but we're looking for solutions when it comes to that. This is why I disregard and dismiss people who say things like, uh, this guy can't win. DeSantis has no chance. Trump has no chance. Trump, now, Everyone has different battles, and, and some guys may have a longer fight right now, uh, more of an uphill battle than others. And if you believe the polls, that's Trump right now. He's 
polling well behind Biden. DeSantis is pulling well ahead of him. So let's, okay, let's focus on that. Let's say that's true. Let's say right now Trump's down four or five points. And if, if the election was held today and Trump was a nominee, he would lose. You can't hold that up as an example right now because by the time November of 2024 comes around, Donald Trump taking over the economy might sound real appealing to the people, even people who despise Trump now. You can't say never and can't and not possible. The Hunter Biden stuff's not going to help us. And look, for our people, our people have to realize times have changed too you've heard me you've heard me criticize DeSantis and Trump about this in various ways for for differing reasons on you have to have the pulse of the public you have to know what people care about Trump was this superstar right off the bat this phenom right off the bat why because we after eight years of Barack Obama spitting in our faces we were dying for a not politically correct battle axe and we were dying for someone who actually would speak plainly about the border. And that's what Trump did. He comes down the escalator and says, friggin' Mexico's sending a bunch of criminals and drug addicts over here. And that's a basic fact that everyone knows. That's how you talk with your friends. That's how I talk with my friends. But you couldn't find a Republican who would speak about the issue that way. Trump did. Boom. He had the pulse of the public, shoots right to the top, wins the primary. But you've heard me talk about Trump this way. The public is different now. We are more jaded now. No question about that. Understandably, we are more scared now, if we're being honest, as we see just how corrupt the system is, just how crazy it is. And so as a result, some things that worked for Trump before are not proving to be effective now. Some of the stuff that we all look, I'll, I'll tell, use myself as an example. I love Trump on social media. I think the dude's freaking hilarious. And I love when he just dunks on people and calls people names and stuff like that. I think it's funny. And I think it's been effective branding in the fact, in, in the past. Lion Ted was effective. Crooked Hillary was effective. It becomes branding. So that stuff has worked and it's stuff I personally enjoy. But if I'm being honest with you, Trump needs to get off social media now because he doesn't need to impress me anymore. He needs the housewives of the neighborhood to find him acceptable. They don't have to love him. She, he needs them to find him acceptable, and he's still on social media calling Stormy Daniels horse face. Now, I'm not a big Stormy Daniels fan, and that's kind of a hilarious nickname, but I'm not the one he needs to worry about. He needs to grab other people and bring them back. So times change. That was a long way of saying the Hunter Biden laptop stuff I'm not dismissing it. Don't don't take it that way. It is a huge deal that the president of the United States of America's son is corrupt and a criminal and compromised by foreign powers. It is potentially a world-changing big deal. What, Chris? Chris said, what if the Senate committees actually confirm the big guy is Joe Biden? Now, that will move the needle. If, if, if the public, if the general public can finally be, have confirmation, Joe Biden is getting paid off. That's going to move the needle. Is it going to move the needle enough to, to win in 2024? I don't know. I just joke about being an oracle, but that will definitely matter to people. And remember, the people also, they don't just vote for things. They vote against things. I will tell you 
most of my life I voted simply against things because I really don't care for any politicians at all. So I vote against Democrats a lot more than I vote for Republicans. We'll see. We'll see. I do think that will move the needle. And it's funny you brought that up, Chris, because somebody actually has a question, a really good question about Jim Jordan and this subcommittee he's chairing and and all the all the things that are being revealed now. And is it doing any good? Is any of this stuff worth it at all? Plus, we have a little anti-communist that needs a shout-out. Someone wants to know if I think uh, Ron DeSantis' establishment and so much more. But first, let's get to this one. Oh, great. Renowned. Oh, great. Renowned author, Chris. That's an author word. I'm sure you know there will be hordes of people coming to see your epic book tour. Don't forget about the communists that might get through. He says, I'm texting from my pure talk phone. Let the bar eat. His name is Don. Of course, you get the bar. Remember, anybody who texts, email, well, you can't text us. Anyone who emails or calls on the rare occasion and you call or email from a pure talk phone, you get the soundboard item of your choosing. A nice little reward, although not that great of a reward, but a reward of some kind for switching from your from your garbage communist cell phone company. We really do have to put our money where our morals are. That means we don't pay Verizon to spit in our faces. We don't pay AT&T to dump on us. We don't pay T-Mobile to dump on us. Switch to Pure Talk. Switching is easy. You deal with an American who speaks English. Their CEO's a veteran. They're out there helping veteran suicides. Pure Talk, it's us. There are people. Pick up your phone. You can keep that phone, by the way, and keep your number. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk today. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. I forgot how long the opening of that song was. I was trying to let it, I was trying to let it go, Chris, until the brown come, but the brown never, that's the guitar sound. It's, it's how many seconds in? At least 30 already? It's too long. Don't they know they need to tailor make this stuff for radio? It's too long. <laughs> Dear Jesse, my seven-year-old son had a goal to read 100 books during the school year this year. If he did, his teacher would give him a bookstore gift card. Well, he's easily met his goal, and we told him if he achieved it, he'd be getting a good gift card. His eyes lit up. He asked us if his gift card would work on jessekellybook.com so he could buy the anti-communist manifesto. My husband and I smiled and told him we would make that happen. Uh, I hope that brings a smile to your face, knowing you're helping raise junior anti-communists. Our son is one of your biggest fans. We listen as a family, and we love singing the Frito Bandito song, <laughs> laughing at President Poopy Pants, and listening to all the history lessons and Medal of Honor Mondays. He often tells me to remember to wear my heels when I get ready for church. And the other night, he told us he kamala down his supper because it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Thank you for being a voice in the sea of crap out there that echoes ours and helps our son uh, have someone to admire who's worth the title. Oh, man. If you could say his, uh, my son's name, you would make his year. His name is Caden. Uh, Chris, get this email, please. We're going to send Caden. I, I actually have some copies of the book i'm gonna i'm gonna mail caden one i'm gonna sign him don't buy if you're listening caden and family thank you i appreciate the business if you already bought one please give it away to somebody if you're not don't waste the money don't buy one i'll i'm gonna send caden the book caden 
Uh, I got you covered, brother. I got you covered. Appreciate you. All right, now back to the back to the the news. I want to just focus on fun stuff, but we have to get to the news. Someone, it's a long email, so I'm not going to go over it. He's asking about Jim Jordan. Right now, Jim Jordan is chairing a subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. He's also the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. And what we've seen recently is shocking January 6th stuff, stuff about Twitter coordinating with the federal government, Hunter Biden stuff, IRS stuff. Big pharma stuff, really, really bad stuff. And the the gist of the email is, why isn't anyone doing anything? And let me say this. I know what you're feeling. I agree. I echo your sentiments. I want something done. I look at what's happening to my country. I look at what's happening within my government. And I want it fixed. And I want it fixed now. And we have every right to demand that. You are you are well within your rights to demand that, and so am I. We deserve a reckoning. We deserve something better than what we have. However, let me say this. Exposing this information, exposing this true information in committees and subcommittees like they're doing, it is a necessary step one because it is going to be a very, very, very difficult. Some would say impossible, but either way, a very difficult nut to crack to dismantle this government, to take apart a very corrupt state. That is a mountain to climb. And if we're going to climb that mountain, we're going to have to, yes, we're going to have to be aggressive, but we're going to have to do this smartly. And part of doing it smartly is going through the legal process the smart way. Look, you and I, you know what we want? We want the House to step in and defund the FBI tomorrow. You know I do. Every penny, gone. The organization cannot exist any longer, in my opinion. It has to go away completely. That's what you want, probably. That's what I want. That's not something they're going to be able to do without a long, long list of documented crimes committed by the FBI. What they're doing right now is gathering that list, creating that list of crimes. And it's too slow for us because I'm just like you. I look around and I want it fixed now. Fix this now. Solve this now. I want the Republican Party to be better now. I want this done now. But that's not how it works. We don't get what we want now. Like I've told you about the the, the low-T GOP and how much they disgust me. And... I want them stronger and better. You want them stronger and better. But it's going to take time, serious time. Why? Because it's difficult to root out these incumbents. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes sometimes you can't. you got to wait till they retire. Other times, like let's say that useless pile of trash John Cornyn here in Texas, let's say he runs for re-election again. And let's say he gets a real primary opponent this time, and he might. I'm trying to push some people to run against him hard, and I'll support them hard if they do. But let's say they run against him, maybe don't quite win this time. Maybe they come close and don't quite win. Well, then we have six more years of useless John Cornyn before we get to try again. And that seems like an eternity when you're going through what we're going through, doesn't it? It just seems like ages. It's awful. But it takes time. It just takes time to do this. 
I, you know, I would tell you, I bag on Republicans all the time. I like what I've seen from Jim Jordan so far. Is he perfect? Of course not. No, no one's perfect. Jim Jordan, for being a high up, higher up in the House, is pretty aggressive with these people. He's very aggressive with these people. I like what I've seen. Granted, we need a step two, but so far, step one that they've taken, these steps are necessary. Let's see what they do in step two. Historically, it hasn't been much. Maybe this time's different. All right? All right. We're not done yet. Someone wants to know if DeSantis is establishment. Somebody wants to know about trusting the plan. Is there a plan? Trump's foreign policy and more. Hang on. Well, just when you thought your sleep couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, but now has a brand new exclusive fabric that is made with temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. Now it's time to give it a try. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free for a limited time with the promo code JESSE. MyPillow 2.0 is made with temperature-regulating technology, 100% made in the USA. The pillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's special square to get this buy one, get one free offer on MyPillow 2.0. It's time you see for yourself how great this new pillow really is. Enter promo code JESSE or call 800-845-0544 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we've still got plenty of show left. Plenty of show left tonight. Let's deal with this, though, right off the bat, because this is something that this one's subject. The subject of this one is confusion over DeSantis. Dear Almighty Oracle, I'm confused that I need your big brain to help with something. I keep seeing so many prominent personalities on the right who I'd consider serious anti-communists absolutely trashing DeSantis, claiming he's a rhino, that he's establishment, so on and so forth. I understand he does have very questionable people endorsing him, a.k.a. the Paul Ryans and other never-Trumpers, but the way he governs is far from that. He's the best governor in the country. It's not even close. He's fighting the culture war, unlike my useless governor in Tennessee, and he doesn't give a crap who he ticks off to make sure his values are instilled in daily life. So why are these people coming after DeSantis, even though he has a record to back them up. I'm thinking Trump pays them or promised them positions of power if he's elected. I'm waiting for the primaries to make my decision on who to vote for, but the more I watch this, especially with not Trump admitting he was terrible with COVID and trying to paint DeSantis as a bad governor, they're pushing me into the DeSantis camp. What say you? Says I can say his name. His name is Corey. Okay. Well, one... I'm not doing PR for Ron DeSantis. Whether Ron DeSantis is establishment or not, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know the man, by the way. I don't know either of them. I haven't invited them on my show, nor nor do I want them on my show. I'm not doing that. Like you said, it doesn't look that way. The way he's governed has been outstanding. That's his record. As far as why people are calling him a rhino or establishment, One, do keep in mind that is one of the smartest moves that Team Trump has made, tactics they've used, because you hate rhinos. You hate establishment, and so do I. We are so sick of the old GOP 
that if you can get enough people to believe that's what DeSantis is, that's a smart campaign tactic to use. Now, you also risk this, though, like what happened with Corey here. You do run the risk of this. You see, DeSantis, no matter what you do, no matter who attacks him, he is not unpopular. He is not. He is popular in Republican circles. So if you spend all your time trashing him, you can push people out into his camp. That's probably a risk that's worth it because you need to attack him. They have to attack each other. DeSantis has to attack Trump. Trump has to attack DeSantis. And frankly, you want them to. Remember, iron sharpens iron. Go punch each other. Go beat each other up. You're asking me my personal opinion if DeSantis is establishment? I don't think so. Doesn't look like it to me. I haven't seen evidence of that. He fights culture war fights I like. He was the best governor, one of the best governors in the country when it came to COVID. And he's one of the very few people that I've seen, period, who gave me some sort of ownership of locking down. Because he locked Florida down for a month. Then he sat there at the podium. I'll never forget it. I'm so impressed. Honestly, I've never seen this before. He practically choked up when he said, it's never going to happen again. What happened here is never going to happen again. And then he went full steam ahead of being the freedom state. I demand that from every lockdown politicians or I won't vote for them. You've heard me say that before. So I've been impressed. But is the establishment? I, I don't know. I don't think so. As to why so many people say that? Well, listen. Historically. Let's set aside this current moment. Historically. One thing that I've always found to be so intriguing were these squabbles for who gets to be king. And this is one thing I find intriguing about it. Let's say uh, dad dies. He's Dad's king and he dies. And he doesn't have a good succession plan. And he's got four sons. And they all think they should be king. Well, they'll start fighting with each other, but they'll do something else too. They will bring in, they'll find people who will support them. Oh, I got this noble on my side. I got this duke on my side. I have this count on my side. I have, I have these things. And one of the things that's always intrigued me about that is, whew, take some guts to side with somebody. Granted, if your guy wins, you will be rewarded handsomely. If your guy loses, you might die. Now let's go to modern presidential politics. This is something that's very true of the right. Not going to indict all of them, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it's very true of a lot of pundits on the right, radio, TV people, writers. Donald Trump is interesting. And my business is the business of being interesting. You have options. Maybe you're listening to this on a podcast. Have you seen how many podcasts are out there? You don't have to listen to me. Maybe you're listening to me on the radio. How many radio channels are in your area? You could listen to anything. You could listen to nothing. I have to hold your attention. I have to. Or I'm out of a job. Now, don't worry. We're doing great here. It's great. I'm, I'm, it's going well. But it's an interesting business. If I'm a writer, which let's be honest, Chris, what? Uh, now I, anyway, if I'm a writer, let's say I did write for a living. I have to be interesting. I have to have you waking up in the morning and going to my website and, oh, I want to see what article Jesse Kelly wrote today. Because he was so interesting last time. And if I'm not, if it's boring, you'll go somewhere else. TV, same thing. I, I have to hold your eyeballs. I have a TV show every night, 9 p.m. Eastern time on the first TV. I have to hold your attention because you have options at 9 p.m. Eastern time. 
other channels, other things you can do. Now, when it comes to Trump, Trump is built in interesting. If it interested me, if I wanted to, I really could sit down here for three hours every show and just talk about Trump. This is Trump's the best, and I love Trump, and Trump, 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 and MAGA, 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 baby, and Trump, and Trump, and Trump. Never talking about cultural issues or bigger things going on in the war or the World Economic Forum or, or fun, funny stuff or food. It's just Trump all day long. And he's so interesting. If I did that, we could probably maintain some nice numbers on the show. There are a lot of people on the right who, whether it's out of laziness or whether it's out of a lack of confidence in their ability to be interesting otherwise, have decided to just be Team Trump. Because you can talk about him all day, and he's so interesting, people will listen. It's part of the reason the Trump haters, MSNBC and CNN, it's part of the reason all they did was bag on him for four years because their guys were so boring and stupid, but you could just hammer Trump all day long and people will hate watch. People will hate listen. Yeah, that's right. Trump sucks. So you're going to see a lot of that. Some of these people want to be next to the king if he gets elected again. Some of these people are simply boring or lazy and don't know how to do anything else. And some people, I'm not trying to indict everyone, some people are true believers. Remember, Trump's policies are really, really solid policies. There are a bunch of reasons to support Donald Trump. I don't wave anybody's pom-poms, so uh, it's not my business. But if you're all Trump hardcore, you've got plenty of great reasons for that. Vera DeSantis hardcore, you got plenty of great reasons for that. I just don't go hardcore for anybody. That is that answer that question, Chris? I nailed it. I knew I did. I nailed it. <laughs> Let me answer this question for you. Cybercrime. I don't understand it. There, there's your answer. I don't understand it. Um, I do remember the day that I woke up and I grabbed my phone and I checked my email and it was my home title in there with... My signature on it, totally real. Wife's signature on it as well. Do you know how long it took them to hack into my home title and do that? 10 minutes. When I tell you they hack into your home title, I don't want to act like it takes a team of Russians, Russian specialists. One dude, 10 minutes, he can start taking loans out against your home. You'll start getting late notices in the mail. Soon those will turn into an eviction notice. Or you can spend $50,000 on a lawyer and go to court and try to unwind it all. Or if all that sounds bad, you could just go to hometitlelock.com slash jesse and sign up because they will lock down any tampering of your home title. In fact, you might already be a victim of this and you wouldn't know it. They offer this for free at hometitlelock.com slash jesse. They offer you registering your address to see if your home is still in your name. How'd you go do that real quickly? HomeTitleLock.com slash Jesse. Go see if your home's still in your name. And while you're there, sign up. Sign up. HomeTitleLock.com slash Jesse. All right. Jesse, we know Trump's foreign policy was a great success. We know DeSantis has no experience overseas yet. If DeSantis, if DeSantis wins the nomination, would uh, Trump be his secretary of state to enhance his potential voter base? Would Trump be able to accept a lesser role without being a distraction for DeSantis? Okay, let's talk about that. Hang on. 
The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. And then we're sailing off into the weekend. I actually take that back. I don't I don't get to sail off into the weekend yet because I love you. I am going to have to take another hour after the show is over and continue recording the audio book that you hounded me into doing. So the anti-communist manifesto, which can be pre-ordered at jessekellybook.com. We'll have an audio version there. Are you happy? I'll be here in the studio again, doing the hard work, Chris, doing the breaking bricks in the hot sun over here. That's what it's like. <laughs> All right. Again, the guy said, we know Trump's foreign policy was a great success. We know DeSantis has no experience overseas. If DeSantis wins the nomination, would he tap Trump to be his secretary of state to enhance his potential voter base? Would Trump be able to accept a lesser role? I actually talked about this before that, with as crazy as everything goes, everything going on in the world right now is so nuts with the China Taiwan stuff and the Russia Ukraine stuff and the dollar and things. If we had, if we had a country we had a hundred years ago, honestly, I don't know if he would accept it. He probably wouldn't. Joe Biden should make Donald Trump Secretary of State. Part of the reason Trump was so good overseas is Donald Trump had worked internationally as a businessman his entire life. And so he not only knew customs and things, Donald Trump walks into a, a room of people. That's his room. He's, he's, he's the one running things around there. It's his room. He's not afraid to, to, to level with you on things. He's not afraid to give you a cookie and then give you a whip and then give you a cookie and then give you a whip. That's why he was so good at foreign policy. Think if these idiots we have in charge now would just let Trump take over the foreign policy. How much better off we'd be uh, as far as the whole DeSantis-Trump thing. Donald Trump believes to his core that he had the 2020 election stolen from him. And honestly, no matter which way you look at that, he did. Whether you believe there were all kinds of hacking shenanigans or whether you believe the Hunter Biden laptop burial by the FBI in the media. I mean, that's, that's, that's election malfeasance by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the social media companies. So anyway, you got it. He did. Right? You don't have to believe in drop boxes and things like that. He did. He was screwed out of it. He's not going to accept anything less than the presidency. That's one. And I don't think, I think that'd probably be a mistake for DeSantis to do it because Trump is going to command so much attention just by who he is. He's Trump. Everyone looks at him. Everyone listens when he talks. He would command so much attention. He'd suck some of the oxygen out of the room. Kind of a good thought, though. Kind of a good thought. I'll tell you what else is a good thought. Thinking about only paying $29.98 for Giza Dream Sheets. That's a good thought. Because right now, they're their lowest price ever, and you can get the greatest sheets ever as low as $29.98. In 98 cents, mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code Jesse, any color, well, I shouldn't say any color, multiple colors, multiple styles, multiple sizes. You ready to wake up and just be wrapped up in the greatest sheets ever every single morning and slip into the greatest sheets ever every single night? Mypillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code Jesse, or you can call them. 
800-845-0544. All right. And now... Here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Dear Princess Peach, I often hear people label communists into different groups such as Marxism, Leninism, Stalinism, etc. Is there a real difference between the groups or is it just semantics? Do these different groups exist in America? It's just semantics. It's just semantics. It's like the people who insist that don't call them communists. They're globalists. Well, you can call them either. It's the same thing. Globalism and communism are the same thing. A committee of people believe that they should destroy the known world so they can then rebuild it where they will lead it. And communism was always supposed to be for everyone. It wasn't just supposed to be for the Soviet Union. It was supposed to be everywhere. Communism and globalism are the same thing. Who's the big cheese globalist out there you see? Klaus Schwab. That Bond movie villain, Klaus Schwab. Go look at Klaus Schwab's office. There's pictures of it out there. You recognize that bus that sits on Klaus Schwab's bookshelf? It may look familiar. Vladimir Lenin is his name. Dr. Jesse, onion rings and fries are both tasty, but how to decide which one? No one is saying either one is healthy, but one of them has to be less unhealthy. This requires a comprehensive analysis from the food guru. Listen, thank you. Okay, here's the deal. Onion rings and fries is always an internal battle whenever you're ordering food. I base mine on how hungry I am. And this is what I mean. Onion rings, a good, a good onion ring is far superior to a fry. It's just more flavorful and everything else. However, a fry is more of a guarantee. Onion rings oftentimes are not done well. Fries, even average fries, are okay. So if I'm starving, I will order the fries because I can't risk a disappointing onion ring. If I'm what, Chris? If I'm just a little bit hungry, I'll go onion rings. Same difference between pizza and burgers. Same thing, same thing. There is no better food in the world. None, not even a steak, than a perfect cheeseburger. A perfect cheeseburger done right is the best food ever. Like the Jesse Kelly burger. Maybe you've heard of it. Anyway, however, it's hard to find a perfect burger. Pizza, almost all pizza is pretty edible. Some of it can be delicious, but it's almost all pretty edible. So if I'm starving and I don't know this burger place is good... I'll go pizza because I need a guarantee. See, it's all about, see, Chris, you have to strategize everything in life. This is, these are lessons you guys get. This, I'm so excited for you. Dear silent auction savant, I have a lot of normie norms in my life. I enlighten them daily, the hard truths and facts you present to us 1% listeners. They agree, and I get a wow, and now and then, and sometimes even a that's crazy. But off they go talking about the next game or Netflix series. The question is, How do we get them to care? Do we have to wait for an apocalyptic event to wake them from their slumber? Yes. Most people, historically, are apathetic. Remember, during the American Revolution, one-third of the country, they were the revolutionaries. Another third of the country, they were loyalists to Britain. And another third didn't even care. Didn't participate. A third of the country. This amazing country we have now. A third of the people back then, while the, while the revolution was being fought, 
A third of them were all, eh, I don't really care either way. It's fine. Eh, I'm sure whoever gets elected, it'll be fine. It's crazy to think about. Uh, we don't have to accept it. We can still try to spend our time waking up normie norms, and we should because we need more of them awake. But we do have to understand oftentimes it will fall on deaf ears. Shoot, I sent out a group text message to my neighbors about voting because early voting is going on right now in local elections in Texas. Every time this group set, group text is full of game stuff and, and did you see about the NFL and who they drafted? I sent out a reminder to everyone to go vote. Not a single response. 20 people on there. Not one. It's up to us. All right? Enough of that for now. Go. Put your phone down for the weekend. We will reconvene on Monday. All right? That's all. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.